This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, so I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, and it was uh, the highlight of my week. When I was a child, I was only allowed to eat nice cereal on the weekends because in those days they hadn't figured out how to make cereal both nice and healthy yet. Uh, so the past few days I've been able to defy my parents and delight my child at the same time just by eating Magic Spoon's amazing frosted flavor, which reminds me of the only two days out of every week that I was ever truly happy as a boy. Um, now, it doesn't say this in the copy here, uh, which is honestly a little bit irresponsible, um, but in the interest of safety, I do want to just kind of spell out for everyone uh, that you shouldn't just open every box you come across just because sometimes there's nice cereal inside it. Uh, for instance, the Lament configuration is also a box you can find. Uh, based on the very few Hellraiser movies I've seen, sometimes you have to spend a lifetime looking for it, but sometimes it's just hidden in the floorboards of your attic. And if you carelessly open that box, you will be introduced to a world of pleasure and pain beyond anything the human mind can imagine. Um, so I want to be really clear here. If you're certain that what you have is a magic spoon delivery box, do open that. It tastes amazing, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Uh, but if you think there's any chance at all that the box you have might be the Lament configuration from Hellraiser, don't open that. It doesn't taste like anything, and usually Pinhead and an army of ill-begotten abominations called Cenobites will come out of it and pull you into a labyrinthine dimension of torment and agony. Go to magicspoon.com slash babysitters to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code babysitters at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash babysitters and use the code babysitters for free shipping. Uh, we want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. And again, just so it's absolutely crystal clear, delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood. Yes. Diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh. No. Be safe out there. Christie's Great Idea, performed by L. Fanning. In 86. Anne M. Martin. Wrote the first book of become a cult. And now it's time for Babysitter's Club. Club. Quick question. Yes. I've never noticed it before. Okay. In the, what? When did you move to Austin? Two years ago. Two years. In the two years that you've been in Austin, mm -hmm. recording out of this weird little garage space, mm -hmm. there's a box behind your head called LED projector. Mm-hmm. What do you? What is that, and what do you do with it? Wow, well, that's that is an interesting answer to that question. I'm glad this is what you. It's decided. always there, and I always yeah. see it, and it's all I look at when I'm com conversing with you. But well, I don't know what it is. You've happened on a great mystery, which I'm now going to reveal, and it's a perfect way to open the, this. You've episode. also got one entire shelf just full of old shoes, and uh, you know what this reminds me of? Back in, um, I think this is because uh, Baby Nation. 
what's happening is that but just before we hit record, I said to Tanner in a way that I think has thrown him into a spiral. I was like, why don't you take the lead on this one? Yeah. And it's reminding me what it's the memory that it's bringing back is when we used to record in my little apartment in Brooklyn together. And you would start every episode by just looking at stuff pointing, in the room. Pointing something out in the room. So what's in the boxes? And I actually L- have a lot of yeah, questions. Okay. I have a lot of questions. Okay. Tell me about the LED, LED projector. Okay. Then tell me about the shoes. Okay. Then I want you to look down and to your right. Uh huh. At there's on mounted onto the wall by the door is a little bracket, and hanging from the bracket seems to be like two little cups. And yeah. Those have always made me curious too. Okay. I'm gonna go uh, in that order. The uh, inside the box labeled LED projector is um, an LED projector. Inside... What do you use it for? What do you use it for? What do you use it oh, for? Oh, great! Uh, for projecting. But what movies? On to a fucking whatever you project movies onto, like a sheet or something. Does that happen a lot? Never, I've never yet. seen that. Never yet. Box get a lot of. Never action. done it yet. Yeah. The shoes are shoes. But why? Old running shoes. Are they old? Throw them away. Okay, fair. (laughs) Um, And the cups are, they're cups that are hanging from the wall, and they were here when we bought the house. What function? I don't know. That's, it is weird. They seem like something that you would use to feed a dog. I don't get it. Uh, It's surprising to me. Somebody went to great effort to like hang a bar that they could hang cups from, and I don't know why, but it's been with the house. Huh. Okay. This has been- What a journey. What a journey we've gone on. Dad, uh, Room talk. I guess like... House? Man talk? I don't know. I don't know. Small talk. <laughs> Small talk. Jack? Yes. I am noticing mm-hmm. a apparent mm-hmm. lack of mm-hmm. carrion. Carrion? In the conversation. Carrion. A.K.A. our... Mortal forms. Oh yes, yes. Being picked apart. Yes, there's and no carried into the heavens by birds. No cadavers. Mm. And there is this podcast is not corporeal. The because podcast is not corporeal, and that's an interesting. Well, question. there's no bodies talking because we are in the sky. Oh, we are in the sky. The birds are carrying us. Yes. Didn't we lay down in a field? We tried. We certainly tried. And the birds, I think, took our souls out of our bodies. Jack, I know you went a few days without food or water. Mm -hmm. You got bit to shit by bugs. Mm -hmm. And these little lizards who were attracted to you, I don't know if it's like because you're a vegan or what, but Mm -hmm. we were lying in this field waiting for the birds to take us and Mm -hmm. two figures like a hazy mirage Mm -hmm. appeared on the horizon to both of us to both of us we are stark naked Mm -hmm. and they walked up to us and it was ann m martin Mm -hmm. our savior and l fanning yeah and ann m martin i said ann m martin and she said that's a name i haven't heard in a long time yep and i said L Fanning, <laughs> and she said, "Yeah, yes, that's yeah, yes, that's obviously." She handed Very you famous. a Microsoft Zune, mm-hmm. meat as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was just one Zune, but they had one of those like adapters, so They're like a splitter. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. 
And they put it in our ears and they said, listen, it's not your time yet. <laughs> yeah. We have been approached. And they say this in kind of this like, they both talk at once as though they're like speaking one voice but from two bodies. Yes. And they said, we have been approached by a company called Audible, mm-hmm. an Amazon company. Yeah. And they asked us to record all of the Babysitter's Club books. Yes. And L here is the mouthpiece mm-hmm. for me. Yes. And Martin. Yes. And boys, your time on this earth is not complete. You do need to do an episode about the first Audible Originals recording of Babysitter's Club number one. Christie's great, great idea, as recorded by Elle Fanning, yeah. famous actress. Yeah. And I thought that was a dream and that the birds had taken us. We're still here. But if you had that dream as well, it must we have immediately happened. I carried you out of the field. Yeah. You were screaming something. Okay. Yeah. And I got us into a studio and mm. here we are. I am never gonna recover from the embarrassment now that I'm thinking about it of asking Elle Fanning if she was a bird come to take my mortal soul. Yeah, you were butt naked, covered in bug bites, <laughs> just screaming at Elle Fanning, are you a bird? <laughs> yeah. She was put off for sure. Was she? Yeah, okay. Well, here we are and that's what we're doing. We listened to the first audiobook on Audible. Yeah, and there's one thing I know about this book because I have read it before. Well, there's two things I know about this book, which will, I imagine, flesh out and confirm in our conversation. Uh, yeah. One, th- this idea of a babysitter's club is communism, and two, Stony Brook is on Long Island. Okay, and so these are two things that re- re-reading slash re-listening to this book, you have confirmed as truth. Yes, and that's what I remember, and th- that is what has been borne out. What I remember is Hi Hi. Yeah, so this was annoying to me. And a line that I can't believe you've been getting wrong for <laughs> four years yeah. and 200 episodes. Yeah. And do you want me to read the line to you? Yeah, I noticed this as well when Elle Fanning read it to me. Recently, I haven't felt quite as comfortable visiting Claudia as I used to. This year, she had to go and start growing up faster than us. She's wearing a bra, and the way she talks, you'd think that boys had just been invented. Yeah, and Elle changed it for this one. And when is she wearing a bra, Jack? Timelessly. It doesn't say. L doesn't say. Timelessly. And so that's one of the things that But L... according to Jack Shepard, for the last four years and 200 episodes, when is Claudia wearing a bra? Now. Now. But At this that's time. not correct, is it? Well, no. I think L changed it. And here's another thing that she changed. Tanner. I'm going to do a quick search for Connecticut in this text. You know how we... Oh, that's great. That'll fucking show up. Did they ever say Connecticut? I doubt it. You know how we actually probably a lot around the idea of Stacy moving. No, I don't think they mentioned it once. Yeah, you do a quick search. Here's another thing that L did this week, Tanner. Can I tell you while you look for it? Uh Hi, hi. That's our thing. And that's our thing. And that's our thing. She made Jamie say it. And she made Jamie Newton say it, and all the kids say it. Right. That's from us. Definitely. We did that, L. And even who even are you, L? Yeah. And who is Dakota Fanning sister? Hmm. Are you that? That's what makes you famous now. That's interesting. 
Look at this, Jack. What? Connecticut. No results in text. Oh, wow. So you expect me to just guess where yeah. Stony Brook is? <laughs> God, I wish we had thought of this. What are we calling the listeners of this episode? Um, Oral babies? Ear babies. Ear babies? Ear babies? I'm going to go knock on the door of every single person who razzed me about thinking that Stony Brook was in Long Island. Thank you for trying to leap on that grenade for me, Jack. But yeah. I know for a fact that it was me who said. Oh, it was you, wasn't it? Yeah. But I didn't correct you. You didn't correct me, and you should have, because you had read these books before, and that's the entire premise. And, oh, should we do that as the intro? Because this is the where it's a return to form for us. Oh, yeah. What do we do? Do the old intro. Where you read the books as a kid and Tanner as like a fifth grade reading level. Oh, that's fun. Remember that? Yeah. Did I say, I say, hi, hi. Maybe. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club. And you don't come in on anything. I don't come in and you say. I'm Jack Shepard. And you say, I'm Tanner Greenring. I'm Tanner Greenring. And then you kind of have a whole thing. And what we do here is uh, back in the old days, uh, I used to, uh, I guess, listen to these, the audio Books, I would have books to say to make this audible originals to listen to the audible originals by L. Fanning when I first moved to the U.S. because uh, my cousin uh, had uh, Amazon subscription. It's just not. Um, and Tanner is um, he's here because he is um, an, idiot. Uh, an idiot. Yeah. And uh, he's uh Banned from babysitting uh, in uh, in uh, most countries of the world, and he wants to uh, try to claw his way back into it. I'm not even interested in babysitting anymore. Not after what they did to me. <laughs> um, um, great, good, and I've got a few questions for L. Okay, um, and this is our second segment. It's called Questions for L. Um, and we got a few questions for you, L. Yeah, L. We got a few things to take you to task on. Yeah. So here's the main thing, L. L. Not only did you steal our intro to our show where we say hi hi and put it into the mouths of some of these characters just to spice up your reading, but you left out some parts of the book. Okay. Explain. Uh, expand on that. This book is for Beth McKeever Perkins. My old babysitting buddy, with love and years of memories, says Anne in the or, dedication. Or L? Not L. L never uh, said it. L never said it. So what are you hiding? And so I was thinking about this, What's Tanner. your beef with Beth McKeever Perkins? McKeever. Yeah, well, and McKeever L? shows up again, and we didn't know enough to know this when we read this book. But McKeever... Is the name of the mom of Buffy and Pinky, the dogs. We're not going to describe this book. Oh, Perkins, too. Oh, Perkins, too, my friend. Perkins, too. But she shows up here as McKeever and never to be seen again. Later as Perkins, the mother of Mariah Perkins. Right, the Perkinses. Yes, Anne's best friend, Beth. Beth McKeever Perkins. What is L hiding from us? That's my question. I don't mean to shout. Elle yeah. apparently is an actress. She's an actress. Are you on her wiki? I am not, but I could go there. Does it say that whether she's a bird? I'm told she's an actress. Yeah. Here's what I know her from. Mm. Being Dakota Fanning's sister. Right. Daughter? No, sister. <laughs> Daughter? <laughs> no, I think it's sister. Okay. 
Very good reader, by the way. Very good reader. Is she, Jack? Yeah. I think so. I thought so. Let me go to a Wikipedia page. Okay. Let me. I, I'm gonna. I'll let you know when I find a, a title I recognize. Okay. So what it will do, like dead air, to to signal that you haven't found one? Is that okay? I'm in just... 2012, she was in a video short for Sigur Ross. Okay, I've heard of Sigur Ross. Curious case of Benjamin Button, 2008. Okay, she was Benjamin Button. She was someone called Daisy, age seven. Interesting. Law and Order Special Victims Unit, 2006. Okay. I am Sam. I don't know that one. So apparently she's an actress. Yeah, she's an actress. She has some talent at acting. She has some talent at dissembling, Tanner, because that's what acting is. As hiding the fucking truth. I hear it's reacting. Okay, is that what it is? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Listen to this clip, Jack, that I'm going to play for you now. Okay. David Michael came into the kitchen looking much cheerier. Here you go, I said. I handed him a glass of lemonade as he sat next to Marianne. Charlie came in then, tossing a football around. Sam got home a few minutes later, with Louis skidding along behind him. Hi, everybody. Hi, squirt, Charlie said to David Michael. I am not a squirt, replied David Michael. Jack. Yeah. In that clip I just played, Mm -hmm. was there any discernible difference between the voice of Charlie and the voice of David Michael? Two different characters. And if had I expanded upon that clip even further, you would have found that there was no difference between the voice of Marianne or the voice of Christy. And do the fucking voices, L. What I would like to say is thank you for bringing that to my attention because when I originally listened to this, I thought that Christy just had two sisters that were Elle Fanning. And instead, it's two brothers called Sam and Charlie. I'm not here to do your job. No. I, I'm, not here to, <laughs> I'm not here to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> okay. But listen to this. Okay. David Michael came into the kitchen looking much cheerier. Here you go. I said. Okay. I handed him a glass of lemonade as he sat next to Marianne. That yeah. was Christy, yeah. obviously. Yep. Charlie came in then, tossing a football around. Sam got home a few minutes later with Louis skidding along behind him. Hi, everybody. Hi, Squirt, Charlie said to David Michael. Perfect. I am not a squirt, replied David Michael. Cute. See how it's fucking done, Elle? So much easier, and it makes so much more sense now. I just thought it was a family of Elle Fannings. No, it's not. But it's not. not. Now, when you read it. It's distinct people. And you're not here to do her job. I'm not here to do her job. But you did. And I did. Yes. Better. I would say better. But much better because it's it, they're distinguishable from each other. And that's what acting is. Later on in the book, yeah. listen to this, Jack. Mm. Speaking of else challenges with the job, let's see. You know what, Tanner? You know what I would like? Instead of L fanning, I'd rather listen to a fan yelling. It's great. Thank you. Let me play this clip for you. Okay. So here's what L says. But it was Mimi who poked her head in. Excuse me, girls, said Claudia's grandmother in her gentle, slightly accented voice. But what is going on in here? L? Hmm. Do the accent. Do the accent, L. <laughs> Tanner, do you want to um, show, show how you would have done it? The <laughs> Mimi's accent? Yeah. Or do you feel like you... I just, I don't think I need to. No. Right? You know, you've made your point. It's on L to do the... I'm not the... <laughs> I'm not the actor. Right. And you, I'm not here to tell Elle how to do her job. You're not here to do her job for her. Do the accent. Do the Elle. accent. Okay. Yes. Right? Good. Just do it. 
You have to. to. It says in an accent. Inhabit the role. It's a stage direction, L. You can't you can't say she said it like this in an accent and then not do the accent. Exactly. Thank right? you. Right? Thank you. This is so brave to say this. Golly, L. L. Just L. a few notes. Otherwise we loved it. Otherwise we, I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, do the accent for the Asian American. Do girl voices. Do, do boy girl voices. Girl voices for girls, boy voices do for boys. Do offensive accents. That's what acting is. Yes. Um, and why are you trying to erase Beth McKeever Perkins? You know what else L doesn't read, Tanner? The happy reading section. I wonder why. Why wouldn't you read the happy reading section? It's the happiest section in the book. Oh, it, it occurs to me now that maybe because... And stopped writing the books, and we've been just doing super specials and mysteries for the last, like, while. Yeah. I haven't read a happy reading section in quite a while. No, and we've both been miserable. That's true. I've not enjoyed a single one of these books <laughs> since the last time I read the happy reading section. Here's what Anne says in the happy reading section. Could you imagine, Tanner, could you imagine reading a Babysitter's Club book and then skipping the tasty fucking dessert that is a happy mm. reading section? Mm, I would probably help me slim down a little bit. Am I right? <laughs> that's, that's good. That's true. Here's what Anne says in the happy reading. Tanner, I based Christy on my best friend from when I was growing up and Mary Ann on me. Christy was the outgoing one with all the big ideas and Mary Ann was the quiet one. Oh, who was Anne's best friend when she was growing up? Beth Perkins. I don't know. Beth Perkins. Because Elle erased her. Tell me. You erase her at the beginning and you erase her at the end, and I don't know why. But Anne put her in this book as McKeever. Can I read you a, a moment of erasure that I found in this book? Okay. It's during the very first inaugural Babysitter's Club meeting. Yeah. They keep getting this call, these calls. Mm. Someone looking for someone called Jim Bartolini. Oh, yeah. Classic. And I guess maybe we'll play a clip. Okay. Wait a second, I said suddenly. I grabbed the phone from Marianne. Sam, is that you? No, said the voice on the other end of the phone. It's Jim Bartolini. I was wondering if... Sam, you're a rat, I cried. This is important business. And furthermore, I'm telling. Sam Thomas Mm -hmm. is the the phone prankster? That seems an awful lot like erasure. And I guess maybe this is a segment. Okay. Um... It's been a while since we've done it, so I don't know how to intro it, but I'll just say, um, please step into my weird room. Oh, right. Okay. No, no, no. We got to get it right. Um, okay. Um, I think I actually remember it, so just follow my lead. Okay. Um, hey, um, I uh, just, just stopping by to see if you wanted to play some Xbox. Xbox? Yeah. What, like an Xbox? Yeah. Do you have... Like a PlayStation or Xbox or... Um, I have all three. I have an Xbox One, I have a PlayStation 4, and I have a Nintendo Switch and a gaming PC. Do you have TurboGrafx-16? Because I was hoping to play Bonk's Adventure. Is that a euphemism? Yes. <laughs> uh, like your Xbox and stuff? Uh, it's just behind this door. What is? My Xbox. <laughs> so you don't remember it either. Alan Gray will see you now. Mr. Gray will see you now. My helicopter is waiting to take you away at any moment. I meant what I said. The helicopter's on standby to take you whenever you want to go. Could you just open the door? This is our segment where we talk about Alan Gray and what he was up to. And he's not in this book because Elle decided to take Alan's moment and give it to Sam. And it's Alan Gray erasure. 
And L, why are you so threatened? What is it about Beth Perkins and Alan, Alan Gray, Gray and the happy reading section that you're so threatened by? Tanner L. and Dawn and Mallory. Why well, and Jesse and Jesse? There are only four fucking babysitters in this book. Abby, where's Abby? Logan, <sighs> Shannon. Now I'm getting chills. Oh, you know what else Elle did? She did the chapter two and the chapter one. Yeah, what is that? Elle, is this your first fucking rodeo? <laughs> She's describing the origin of the Babysitter's Club? That happens in chapter two, Elle? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So. <laughs> I, I'm. There's just so much I want to cover. I guess before we go on break, I want to talk about Kathy. Okay, let's talk about Kathy. The proto-sitter. Oh, God. Did you catch the proto-sitter? It came in chapter one and during the like intro. Okay, tell me, just say it. I can't slow down. Well, I guess I could play a clip, right? Okay, fine. Yeah, play a clip. I can't slow down. Tuesday is my afternoon to watch David Michael. I'm supposed to beat him home. Otherwise, he gets home first and has to watch himself. David Michael is my six-year-old brother. My big brothers, Charlie and Sam and I, are each responsible for him one afternoon a week until my mom gets home from work. Kathy, this 15-year-old girl who lives a few blocks away from us, watches him the other two afternoons. Kathy gets paid to watch him. Charlie and Sam and I don't. Kathy. The Kathy. F- the first sitter. The first sitter, the proto-sitter. The ur-sitter. And then, like, as quickly as she is introduced and the mythology around her is beginning to build. Yeah. Elle snatches her away from us. Why? I rolled my eyes. Mom, I said. Did Kathy back out of her other afternoon, too? Oh, 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 no, not me. I am not babysitting for them. You know how I feel. So Kathy has disappeared just as quickly as she's introduced, which is notable because she is the Ur babysitter. She's the first sitter. Kathy walked so that Christy and the Babysitter's Club could run. Wow. That's beautiful. Right? But she walked right into the fucking ocean. And it, she was just tossed away by L. By L. Fanning. L had no use for you, Kathy. God, that's so scary and intense. Can I say something about L? Yeah. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna Fanning? Re- Fanning. <laughs> okay. I want to read you a passage. It requires a smattering, a fucking smattering of ancient Greek. Okay. Attic. Well, any. I, I, Frankly, I, I think I've picked up. Yeah. A bit. Just like fucking 101. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday, I babysat for Christy's little brother, David Michael. Christy told us to write in the Babysitter's Club notebook. This is the first ever Babysitter's Club diary entry. So it's fucking important. Christy told us to write in the Babysitter's Club notebook so we could keep track of any problems we had with Babysitter's Club jobs. But taking care of David Michael was no trouble at all. He was very good. While Christy was chasing around after those two elephants, Punky and Miffy or whatever their names are, I was having a fine time with David Michael. Tanner, it's been a long time since we've talked about this, but when an elephant is introduced in these books... It signals chaos. And they were introduced in book one. Yes, but we didn't know at the time, so we didn't capture it. So this is why we have to go back. We have to go back. Okay, and so now I know what you have to go back. We have to go back. And 
I know you are thinking what I'm thinking. Uh, the, the, just a kiss of ancient Greek. Ancient Greek. Just a yeah. kiss of first semester. You just want to. You just want to. Just a, touch it to the grill. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's all you want. Just a little grill mark on there. Mm-hmm. And you, you're seeing it. Are you seeing it? Oh, uh, um, yeah. Shall I say it for the listeners? Well, L L will say it. I'll say it. Okay. It sounds like L might say it though. I. She does it. Okay. Tanner. Phino, in Greek, means to bring to the light, to make apparent, to make clear. L, fant, is, L is making it clear. An L, who makes it clear. An L, who brings it into the light. But this goes counter to the entire theory of elephants in these books, unless L is the chaos element and has been the entire time exactly and what is she is making clear is she making clear or is it a paradox and is she in fact obscuring is she in fact hiding is she hiding alan gray is she hiding beth mckeever perkins is she hiding dawn mallory jesse abby abby jack i want to join you on this journey but there's so much in this book that l has brought to light has brought into the light. That's what elephant is. Yeah, but you mean you meant elephant like sarcastically. It's both. Or maybe she's shining a light so bright on it that we can't see it anymore. Let me read this one passage. Yeah. And you tell me if L is bringing things to a light or if she's obscuring them. Mm-hmm. Chapter one, paragraph two. Mm-hmm. My hair stuck damply to the back of my neck, and I wished I had a rubber band so I could pull it into a long ponytail. Bees flew into the classroom okay. and droned around our heads, and Mr. Redmont, our teacher, let us stop working to make fans out of construction paper. Bees! Jack wow. flew around the classroom and droned around our heads. Yeah, and guess what they were guess what Mr. Redmont was trying to say? He was trying to say the only thing that we can reasonably do here is spend our time fanning the bees away. Fanning the bees away. L, you did it again. You You did did it again. God, he was right there from the beginning. He was telling us. I, like, now I, I feel like I need to read this book for a third time. Yeah. With this new lens on it, which is this great interloper, this great interferer called L Fanning. Ah, oh, she's fanning the bees away. That's what she did to Dawn. The, these girls are bees. We should probably uh, the girls stipulate yep. the girls are bees. Yeah. Wow, this is a lot to digest. Yeah. Um, I think what I need to do is go and take a five-minute breather. Okay. Collect my thoughts. Okay. Uh, I have to pee really badly. Okay, that you didn't have to say that. I was with you. I was wor- I yeah. got it. I could see it because you're like doing this kind of pee pee dance motion. Yeah. Uh, but now that it's out there in the open, it feels less professional. But that's where we are, and we don't have to we're say transparent here. Yeah, we're trans- transparent. Okay, we'll be back in a minute. Okay, goodbye. You say goodbye. <laughs> 
Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally yep. thousands of levels that is boredom's yep. worst nightmare. And yep. uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition yep. uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the Jack's, Jack's Jumping Jerks, 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 Jumpin Jerks, and Tanner's Tiny, Tiny Ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time. Um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in Best yeah. Fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. And I'm really I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and, and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well, I'm glad but you're back. But now I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it. Okay, well, I'll start. Uh, so one of my experiences playing the game that I really enjoy is um, I really like picking which fiends to use and oh, upgrading them that. and c- building a crack team as I go through the levels. My favorite is Mordecai. Okay, that's not one. It's my favorite fiend. What level are you on, Jack? I am somewhere in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yourself? Seven D thousand. Well, okay, that's a lot. They do have thousands of levels, uh, and they do have updates 000. all the time, so you can keep playing as 70, much as you want. Yes. So yep. that's what level I'm on, and we'll, I am having a fun with it. It's me. It's Mordecai. Yeah. It's um, okay. That's not one of them. Well, maybe it's in the later levels. It's but, in the, and, you haven't got there yet. Uh, it says here, what makes you want to keep at it? That's a good thing. For me, it's just, it's binge worthy and it's like, it's bite size. You can just play like a little bit for like 10 minutes uh, when you've got, when you're waiting for the something, whatever. To me, it's the feeling it gives me, if you know what I mean. No. Oh, just binge worthiness. It feels so good to play. Yeah. And uh, when do you play? Only at night, baby. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, Only at night. Okay, perfect. I'm starting to think that you still have not been able to get your phone started. I I really want to play more. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I do love the game. It's very fun, and we yeah. were competing, but I have so many phone problems. Is it possible that you're f- holding your phone upside down? Tried that. Yeah. Okay. You know you can hold your phone sideways, too? Yeah. <laughs> And I tried that as well because someone I was I was on the forums. I've been in touch with the makers of Best Fiends, and I just I, this is not their fault. I can tell you this is not their fault. And the phone. game is so fun. Yeah. I'm so interested in playing. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried turning your phone on? Oh, there's a button on that usually on the side. What do you mean on? Forget it. Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit. That's friends without the R. Best thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great. Whoa. That's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> Jack. Yes. We are plugging away. Mm-hmm. We've already... Took out our big rubber stamp mm-hmm. and our big green ink pad, and the stamp says confirmed on it. And what yep. we did was we dabbed it in the green ink pad, mm-hmm. and we took the big sheet that said B theory yep. on it, 
and we put the stamp on it. Boom. Hopefully right? there's a sound effect. Yeah. Confirmed. <laughs> B theory. Confirmed. So many other theories left to confirm. Oh, there's so much. L just... Uh, <laughs> I can't help but think that Elle is a listener because she confirmed every single fucking thing we've ever talked about. When we first recorded the Crazy We were Great so idea, naive. We were so young. When we first read these books, we had no idea what was in them. We were so naive. We were sweet summer babes. We were sweet summer babes. And Elle and Anne have confirmed every single fucking thing. First beads, but that's not even the tip of the iceberg. That's like the first of eight things they've yeah. confirmed, and here and here's L, yeah, with a passage that I think is pretty <laughs> relevant, yeah. Marianne giggled. Uh, come on, you guys, it's a sunny day. Let's play outside, okay? Oh, great! Exclaimed Karen. I have a new doll. Daddy bought her for me. She hasn't been out in the sun much yet. I think she should get a tan, don't you? Dolls can tan, you know. Of course, they're real anyway. They can do whatever people do. They can draw and break dance and... Marianne was beginning to feel dizzy. Want to play outside, Andrew? <laughs> what the fuck? I guess I need to introduce a segment. Yeah, please, please, please. And there's a, a music box playing and now... Scary music box. It's... it's... Surfer Doll Watch. And I think we managed to get through maybe two. Uh, we got through like three or four. Of the seven deadly dolls? It's unclear. Before we lost interest in the segment? We lost interest, but Anne didn't, and Elle hasn't. And as you know, there are seven specific deadly dolls that I think kind of rule the doll faction throughout these books. Have we done Pride? I don't know. If we haven't, I think that's probably what this is because she's so obsessed with vanity. Dolls can tan. That's, that is that is got to be what it is. They can tan and draw and break dance. The three signs of someone who is uh, too full of themselves. It's like that um, Greek myth, the guy who stared at a pool and just did nothing but tan and break dance. And draw. Draw. Yeah. The entire time. Narcissus. Died. Narcissus. Yeah. Narcissus. Uh, he didn't die. He turned into a narcissus. Which is like a... Flower. Oh. Yeah. That's cute. You know who he fell in love with? Himself. Yeah. You know who was in love with him? Himself. Echo. Himself. Okay. <laughs> it's like Dark Link, right? It's not like Dark Link. Uh, but the, So this is Pride. And it, and Elle and Anne, uh, in the first of these books, put down the first of the Deadly Dolls and asked us to f- follow a path. And we picked up the path, I think, probably five or six episodes later. Yep. And then dropped it. Well, they we were, we were forced to drop it. We were forced to drop it, yeah. We were like a... Um, rookie wide receiver yeah okay and l and ann are like veteran linesmen okay right is this Uh, making sense so far it sounds kind of football adjacent yeah Mm -hmm. well i guess this is a segment then okay called american American sports 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 (laughs) that's a classic yeah and then we're just talking about American sports. Yeah, well, and we're the wide receivers, or maybe okay. we're running backs, and we're okay. trying to like get over the line, you know? Okay. And Al and Ann are like 
veteran linebackers and they're they're Tra- swatting the ball out of our hands. Oh, so they're d- defensive linesmen. Yes. Okay. Is that what a linebacker is? It's complicated what a linebacker is and isn't, but there's some some guys who are linesmen on the one team and there are some guys who are defensive linemen. Okay. And so you think they're defensive linemen. Yes. And we're the running backs. Yes. And the ball is dolls? The book. The book. And the end zone is the truth. Okay. And this has been American Sports. 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 Okay. Um, anything else uh, you found confirmed in this? Uh... Oh, Jack. Yes, so much. Mm. Dinner was fun. Watson made fondue. He set a big pot full of hot, melty cheese in the middle of the table. Then he gave everyone a long fork and a plate with pieces of French bread. You were supposed to spear a piece of bread with your fork, dip it in the cheese, and eat it. Watson made this rule that if your bread fell off the fork and landed in the cheese, you had to kiss the person sitting to your right. And if you knock someone's bread off his fork, you become his slave for the evening. Is what an amendment to the the bread rules that Christie has added? Okay, bread bread, yeah, shapes so much of this universe and shapes the dynamics between the people in this universe and shapes the rules that guide the people of this universe and shapes how we make love. It shapes how we serve one another. Yep, and I think Jack that what. L and Ann were telling us from the very beginning is that it is all bread and it is all bread all the way down and it is all bread all the way up and it started right here in the beginning. Right here in the very beginning and it was always bread and gosh, I wish that we had known when we embarked upon this crazy quest because the bread rules were there from the beginning. And I wish that we hadn't resisted it for so long. It's not that we didn't know. We knew, obviously, right? We read this. Yeah. We read this passage. We both read this. It's that we resisted it for so long. And told us- we- Yeah. I mean you. Okay. Don't put this on me. Don't try- This is what Anne would want. You never saw my vision. You never joined me on the bread quest until it was too late. I have always been the scully to your Mulder. And does Scully make Mulder stronger or does she hold him back? Tanner. She makes him stronger. She makes him stronger, doesn't she? And that's what I've been doing. And I just wish that when we were both Cub Junior FBI agents at the beginning of this quest, we had listened to Skinner, which is Anne. And the Smoking Man. And the Smoking Man, which is L. (laughs) And if we'd known, think how this would have changed everything. This seems like an important rule. If you knock someone's bread off his fork, you become his slave for the evening. Yeah. That's vital, and it's a vital piece of the puzzle that would have informed everything going forward. And it's yeah. in the first book. Dinner, you know what else is in the first book? This is scary. It's not cat people, is it? <laughs> I didn't, I'm going to have to read it again to see if there are any cat people. <laughs> this is literally the first sigil, the first symbol of the BSC. Okay. Oh, forget Janine, I said. Anyway, we're all going to think of the symbol. We're a club. We have to agree on things. Now, what could we use? Well, said Marianne, it could either be something that has to do with babysitters, like a child or a helping hand, or it could just be something we like, a rainbow or a shooting star or a frog. Oh, God. 
A frog, I burst out. I began to giggle. So did Claudia and Stacy. Their plan from the beginning, their earliest plan for the Babysitter's Club was to frog everybody in the fucking world and all of us. And they did. And they got us. And they put a frog in the first book. Long before the Pike children clarify the rules to us, the reading audience, on the beautiful game, the King's Game. Yeah. Wandering frog people. And if this is your first episode of the Babysitter's Club Club podcast. You 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 heard about this show and you went to go download it and you're like, oh, oh here's the first great. episode. Christy's great idea. Christy's great idea. And that's good. No, and that's good. And what I'm saying is this is a good episode to start with because we're correcting the record. I guess we should clarify. We didn't really introduce the show. Yeah. And we didn't really recap the book or anything. Yeah. Should we say so? We obviously the first series is the Babysitters Club Club. Second one is the Babysitters Club Super Club. Yeah. Last one was the Babysitters Club Club Mystery Club. Mm. Is this the Babysitters Club Audio Club? I think so. And normally I would resist this, but I'm titillated by the notion that I think this would be the furthest into an episode we've ever introduced the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and normally I don't like it. Hi, hi, and welcome. My name is Tanner Greenring. My name is Jack Shepard. And this is the Babysitter's Club Audio Club. Club. Buzzcack. <laughs> Buzzcack. This is Buzzcack. And you are our delightful ear babies. And of course, you know all that. And what we do here is we like to read uh, nothing. to. No, I was oh, saying. Yeah. We like to read nothing. Yeah. Uh, we like to listen. We like to. We're post reading, and this is the beginning yeah. of the end, and this is how yeah. Michaela unlikely rise to power. <laughs> <laughs> We're an anti reading audio only society, and that's yeah. how we inter- ingest all of our information. This is how it begins. And our X bars are a client this week. It's yeah. <laughs> a deep cut. <laughs> Jack, yeah. let me, and by me, I mean L, read you a passage. Okay. I have some good news, too, Claudia said. I caught up on almost all of my homework, and I got a B-minus on those 10 math problems. And last night, I had a talk with my parents. I told them I wasn't Janine, and they said they knew that. Huh. Why would you clarify that? I think what is happening here, Jack, Mm. the reason Claudia needs to clarify that she is not Janine and the reason her parents need to vehemently deny ever getting that mixed up. Yeah. Is because Claudia is a sophisticated AI created by Janine uh, okay. in Janine's image. And Janine is Frankenstein and and Claudia right. is Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. And they are often mixed up and there is some clarity that needs to be made between Janine the person and Janine the AI, a.k.a. Right. Claudia. Cloud, cloud AI. Cloud I, AI. Yeah. Yep. Confirmed. Confirmed. P- pulling out the big stamp. Boom. Dipping it in the green ink. Boom. B theory. Confirmed. Boom. Doll theory. Confirmed. Boom. Wandering frog people. Confirmed. Boom. Bread theory. Confirmed. Boom. Claudia AI. Cloud AI. Confirmed. Boom. Boom. Wow. What a fucking... Journey we've been on tonight. Yep. It, it sure has been. Um, uh, you want to mix it up with something a little fun? Mm. Let me redo this. 
this is early and this is just fun. It's just fun to see, to peek back to a more innocent time before the girls have been trapped in amber. They're just, they're, they're feeling their way in the world. And I just thought this was nice. And it's something that I couldn't have noticed when I first read this. And I could only notice it. The only time and manner in which I could notice it is sitting in a chair here in Austin, Texas, having Elle Fanning read it to me. It required Elle's soothing, yeah, sort of like husky voice. <laughs> Were you listening at like 0.5 speed? I was listening at first at normal speed, and then I was like, I gotta if I'm gonna get this yeah. fucking thing read, I gotta yeah. jack this up to one. I was like, Elle, come on, speed it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what Elle said. She said this. Let's meet tomorrow at recess, suggested Claudia. Really, I said? Recently, Claudia has been spending recess watching the cute boys play basketball. She never wants to play Foursquare or Tetherball with Marianne and me. Do you think Claudia is like an early friend of Mr. Prezioso? Oh. Because that's what he likes to do. I thought we were headed down a boy craziness path, but you're right. That's his signature. This is before Elle and Anne. Yeah. Develop the character of Mr. Precioso. Oh, so she's like a pro. Like, we Prezioso. want someone who's into boys basketball. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I guess we can just make it Claudia. Like she's a yeah. little boy crazy. Yeah, we'll just right? make it work that she's in. Yeah, she's into boys basketball. And then afterwards, they're like, No, it can't be Claudia. We need to like invent a new character. Th- there's too much material here. Right. Claudia has too many other things. She's into mysteries. She yeah. hates junk food. Yeah. We have to do, invent a whole new character and family yeah. to support this interest in boys basketball. <laughs> Watching cute boys play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Mr. Prezioso. God bless him. But I, I sensed him there. I could hear the tinkle of his laugh. That, that's the spermatozoa of Mr. Prezioso yeah. in there in, in Claudia Kishi. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's yeah. so lovely to see. And that was I just thought that was a light note. Something nice. Yeah, beautiful to see. Um they did so much good work this week. Yeah. Jack, and by they I mean the babysitters club. Mm-hmm. They did. They babysat some dogs. No. Okay. The baby actual babysitting they did was pretty lackluster. Um mm-hmm. they did so much good work resisting. Resisting. It was time to think about the Babysitter's Club. I smoothed out a fresh piece of paper and started making a list. One, members. Me, Christy, Marianne, Claudia, who else? Christy, you were so close. You were so close to getting this right. The members of the Babysitter's Club could have been Christy, Marianne, Claudia. Claudia. And then she said, who else? No need. No need for anyone else. Oh, uh, that was the mistake. It could have been the, just a trio. It could have been the holy babysitting trinity. And then Claudia later on says, I know someone who might want to join the club. Who, Marianne said, I asked. She's new. She just okay. moved to Stony Brook. She lives over on Fawcett Avenue. Right. And she's in my class. Her name, Jack, <sighs> is Stacy McGill. Yeah, and Stacy McGill's in this book. And it, I'm going to say that Elle, I, I don't want to put everything on Elle because I did enjoy listening to her read and she did a, a pretty good job apart from not doing any of the voices or any of the offensive accents or anything like that. Right. But I'm going to put it on Elle because she had a chance to reset here. She had a chance to make it right, you know? She had a chance to make it right. We could have rewritten history. She, you wrote Beth better. Perkins out of this. Why didn't you write Stacy out of it? 
Yeah, right? You wrote the fucking happy reading section out. Why not write Stacy out? Yeah. If you're selecting stuff to remove, like you're fucking omnipotent here, why don't you fucking get rid of Stacy? Right. She's guess what? Stacy's gonna get rid of her. Maybe you don't know this L. Maybe you're not as big of a fan as we are. But Stacy's gonna get rid of herself. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a hundred books or so. To spend more time with Brewdog. But Stacy makes it into the club. I guess. I guess Stacy makes it into the club. Claudia closed the door behind us, you guys. This is Stacy McGill. Yeah. Stacy, this is Christy Thomas, and this is Marianne Spear. Hi, Stacy. And I yeah. said brightly. Marianne suddenly turned shy. Hi, she said softly, oh, speaking yeah. way more to a wall than to Stacy. Um, uh, speaking to a wall is more interesting than speaking <laughs> to Stacy. And wouldn't it have been interesting and actually something worth thinking about if they had had a wall to be the fourth member? <laughs> yes. And wouldn't that have been interesting? This wall was uh, orig- actually originally from New York. <laughs> it was diabetes. <laughs> actually, the diabetes. Well, that's a big reveal. It is the big reveal at the end of the book. Yeah. Guess what, L? I know. Yeah, I know. I actually and know. Guess what? And I, you, I've been reminded of that every fucking book. She read it like, I, this is, drives me wild, and I don't want to pile on with Elle too much, but at the end of the book, the 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 like the arc of this book, like Stacy throughout is like being cagey about eating food, and people don't know what it is, and then Elle is, it's like the cat who got the cream revealing like, oh, Stacy got diabetes. Guess what? Elle, we know. We know. We know. Obviously, we know that. It's not that surprising that Stacy has diabetes. Stacy has diabetes, and she's from New York. <sighs> Jack, we got some fucking segments to get through. Okay, let's do some segments. I, I want to introduce the first one because I have about eight of them. Okay. But I want to do it right. Okay, let's get this right. We got to get this right. This is <gasps> right. Oh! Wake up our children. 10 p.m. You from your... At the co-working space. I am the the only one here. So I felt free to to really expand out into the space. I like, as I shouted, I was like, God damn it. Sarah's out watching Grey's Anatomy right now, and she put the child to bed an hour and a half ago. And if I wake up our child by really letting loose, as I did, (laughs) it will not have been okay, because... She wants to watch the the sad doctors do some weird fucking crazy fucking shit. I think they have a lot of like fun sex. She was telling me about the episode when I went for the break and I just had to like, they're like, these two doctors are trapped in a hyperbaric chamber. That happens. It <laughs> Anyway, it seemed wild. Jack, do you have a burn? Uh, yeah, I got a burn. Of course I got a burn. I always capture a burn just in case. You said <laughs> to uh, take off the pants and underpants. Here, you were like, hey, let's do the Audible. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go or what it's going to be. But I always capture a burn anytime I read anything that I'm going to talk about with you, just in case. Yeah, I captured, um, I think, about eight burns. There are a dozen, but here's the one that I've captured, and I will read it. Shall I read it, or should we have L read it? No, I don't think she L L read it. L read it. L. If she okay. can fucking lend us a second of her time. I rang the Kishi's bell. Claudia came to the door. She was wearing short, very baggy lavender plaid overalls, a white lacy blouse, a black fedora, 
and red high-top sneakers without socks. Her long black hair was carefully arranged in four braids. I felt extremely black compared to her. I was so used to seeing Claudia in outfits like that that I didn't bat an eye. What I did notice was that she was wearing makeup. There was blue stuff on her eyelids, gold stuff above her eyes, and magenta stuff on her cheeks. Claudia, I gasped. Your face. You look like... I couldn't stop myself in time. You got made up for the circus. (laughs) I mean, it's so colorful. No, honestly, Claude, you don't need makeup. You've got such a beautiful face. That's called nice try, said Claudia. Yeah, and she can't tell girls that they don't need makeup or that they do need makeup. Oh, wow, you look so good when you smile. You should smile more. (laughs) Yeah, leave her alone. But that was a good burn. I have so many I want to do. I don't know which one to do. Can I read two? Is that allowed? Yeah, you. I'll allow it. It's our it's our special day today. Maybe L reads one and I read the other. Okay. So here's the one L's going to read. Okay. I groaned. Mom has been seeing this guy, Watson, off and on for about four months. She likes him a lot, but I don't like him much at all. He's divorced from his wife and has two little kids. Plus, he's getting bald. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's a burn on bald men. Yep. Here's the other one I guess that I'll read. Yeah. Janine sounds like a textbook. Her best friend is a 14-year-old math nerd who's going to graduate from high school in the spring. Her second best friend is her computer. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, right? Yeah, that's very good. Anne is good at burns. You know what Anne does that's nice is I because I I caught that passage but didn't didn't quite capture the burn in it because I just I guess I just skipped past it in my mind. But like the thing that I registered from that passage was I was like, how come we never hear about that first best friend oh, ever yeah. again? Is that Jerry? No, it's just like the character doesn't come back, and that's Anne's way of being like, actually, her actual best friend is her computer. Yeah. <laughs> her first best friend is a fucking imaginary, <laughs> right? Um, good. Uh, Tanner, I would like to introduce a segment and, uh, You're allowed. that's allowed. I can't remember how we do this. Um, um, your honor. Are you sure, Jack? Your honor. It has been. <clears throat> yes, my son. Dad, please. I've told you. My name is the right and honorable judge. Did we do judge names for this? I don't know. I think we're conflating segments. My name is the right and honorable judge. Judy. Judy. (laughs) And you are? And I am uh, your son. District Attorney Judy. District Attorney Judy. And And your client, I've noticed, is weeping uncontrollably. Yeah. Yeah. District Attorney Julie, Judy, Judy, it's Julie, Judy, Julie, Judy. Yes. And the reason that she's weeping uncontrollably, dad, is uh, that it is a year now has passed. Your honor, dad. Your honor, dad. Judy, a year has passed since one of the worst crimes to afflict our community was committed. And there has been no justice. You're saying that the perpetrators of this crime, whoever did the heinous act against this witness's 
friend, friend is still walking the streets yeah. and enjoying their freedoms and are. listening to podcasts. Yeah, and there are many of them. It was the baby nation. There's many of them, and it's the yeah. baby nation. Yeah. And, and what was that? What? Jack, uh, District Attorney Julie. Julie, Judy. Judy. Mm. What You was can just call me son. Son. Yeah. What was the crime? It's hard for me to say. That was committed. And I will note, and I will note just yeah. now, very quickly, yeah. that the your your client you have in now is yeah. weeping, Tear. big porpoise tears. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, and she, it, it, it's an audio medium, right? So she is a porpoise, and I will just kind of, kind of describe the visuals, right? Yeah, she is a porpoise, and she's brought a lot of her young porpoises that she's caring for now, fostering. How many? Dozens. I, I, you think you can hear their sad cries now? Uh, because they're still it's so a sad. cacophony of porpoise <laughs> cries. And it's all your fault, baby nation. And they're, the reason that they're sad, I hope I don't have to explain this, is because there was no justice for the murder of their dad. The slaviest porpoise. District Attorney Julie, Judy. What? Do you know what's occurring to me now after we've done this belabor? segment intro what tell me slavius porpoise yeah <laughs> it's burn of the week was burn of the week and not tearful <laughs> moment <laughs> what do we do <laughs> i don't even remember how we did tearful moment for the super specials i've got you judge yeah your honor <laughs> i am also now in this moment this incredibly charged moment also realizing that Slabius Porpoise was our intro to Burn of the Week. Mm-hmm. And it's making me so sad. Oh, sure. Yeah. <sighs> Do you need a moment? <laughs> I need. Do I we need a brief need... recess? Uh, can I approach the bench? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. And now that you've approached the bench, what can I help you with? Okay, first of all, there's no justice for this fucking porpoise. No. Yeah, and that's Baby Nation's fault. What's the deal? I mean, like, surely the, the rule of the law applies. No, they'll go to jail. They'll go to jail. Oh. They'll go to jail. What? Well, when and how? I guess we use DNA evidence. I don't know. How do, how do people? <laughs> how does anyone go to jail? Okay. Right? All right. Okay. Well, that's not really why I'm actually I'm sad about the porpoise, but like a lot of that is performative for the jury. Right. The thing that really made me sad. You mean your? <gasps> <laughs> 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 The thing that really made me sad is um, passage in. Have you read uh, Chrissy's Great Idea by Al Fanning? Have you? Sorry, (laughs) sorry. Have you listened to uh, Chrissy's Great Idea? Yes, the Al Fanning book. Yeah. Yeah. Audible original. Yeah, I was thinking about it, and there's a passage in it that really made me cry. Okay. And it went like this: Mom and Watson left without saying goodbye to me. Christy fucked up, man. She told Watson he was a bad father. Yeah, Christy was kind of a dingleberry this episode. Yeah. Mom and Watson left without saying goodbye to me. I felt really guilty about what I'd done. Before I went to sleep, I left a note on Mom's bed. It said, Dear Mom, I'm sorry I was so rude. I guess I haven't learned much about decorum yet. I hope you had fun on your date. I love you. Christy. When I woke up the next morning, I found a note to me from Mom. It said, Dear Christy, 
I love you too. Mom. I hope there was some very tender music playing under that. Oh, God, I hope so. Because it was a very tender moment. It was a very tender moment. And it was beautiful. And Christy, you got nothing to worry about. Watson's the fucking bomb. Can I continue on with that sentiment? Please, yes. Later, as Watson was driving me home, Karen said, Christy, I wish you were our big stepsister right now. Well, I said, how about if I be your babysitter instead? (sighs) That's okay, said Karen. Yeah, that's okay, echoed Andrew. I glanced at Watson. He was sneaking a look at me, too. We smiled at each other. I haven't gotten to use my somber voice yeah. in some time. It's good. It's powerful. Right? It's just a different timbre. Yeah. Jack. Yes. May I read you a poem? <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> they walk in beauty. <laughs> night and noon. These handsome men who do their worst, singing their beguiling tune, I find myself... Immersed in thirst. Or as the youth say, hashtag swoon. With hashtag vapors, I've been cursed. And it's our hashtag swoon where we talk about when we, as the kids it's all say... all the boys that made us horny. Hashtag swooned. According to Sam. Yeah. Stacy was a foxy chick. And according to Stacy, Sam was a gorgeous hunk. Mm. I thought about Sam. Now, he is pretty good looking, with dark curly hair and sparkly blue eyes, and a few freckles. But he was wearing jeans so ratty, he'd once promised mommy to throw them away. Then he hadn't been able to go through with it. And a t-shirt that said, I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag, so woo. That is like, not only are you telling me that he's a fucking gorgeous hunk, but he's got this this attitude and this yeah. sort of like it's punk rock it's punk rock about him right yeah these ratty jeans this shirt that says I know you are but what am I and it's just like ooh that yes. it renders him so alluring imagine trying to insult him he would just turn to you and you'd read the fucking t-shirt and weep yeah but yeah exactly <laughs> there's nothing you can say you say those jeans are pretty ratty and you turn yeah. around and it's just like oh Fuck. I guess I'm fucking <laughs> I guess I'm pretty ratty. Yeah. God damn it. And then he addresses it, and he's like, they're actually my favorite jeans. I have a deep sentimental attachment to them. And you're like, yeah, that's actually pretty sweet. That's really nice. I like that. That's really lovely. Hashtag swoons. Sam fucking sing me to sleep. (laughs) Sam Thomas. Yeah. And Sam and Stacy can't keep their hands off of each other this week. No, they can't. And they do um, flirt. Do some yeah. light flirting. Do some light flirting. Um, did we say Stony Brook is on Long Island? Stony Brook is definitely on Long Island. I did a search for the text for the word Connecticut, and I didn't return any mention of the word Connecticut. Okay. How do you spell Connecticut? Connect, Connect I cut. It is Jack literally not mentioned once in this fucking book. Wow. So all Jesus. of you wow. in Baby Nation oh. can hop on a... Uh, <laughs> Boat to fuck you'sville, <laughs> and halfway I'm gonna take my fuck you submarine and yeah. 
shoot a torpedo at it and, and sink, sink it. it. Yeah. They would lose a lot of listeners. I it's worth it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> to me? Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, because guess what? Well, you were right. Yeah. Welcome and welcome to Fuck Usville. To the bottom of the ocean. Um, Tanner, is there anything else you'd like to say to me? Uh, I still do have so many notes, but I should, at this point, it's just like, what do I even do with this? There were several more offensive accents that L could have done. Oh, you know what else? L fucking hid. What? I'll read a passage and then we'll have L read it. it read it alongside L. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll decide. <laughs> After the fact, whether I do that or not. <laughs> Read it alongside L. I want to hear both of your voices. Okay. Ready? Yeah. I, I myself was doing, doing fine until the phone, the phone started, started ringing. ringing. The, the first, first call was from Marianne. Marianne. She, she was, was crying. She wailed. What? Marianne, I can't understand you. What's wrong? It's not how it's not how L read it. Your father, I repeated. Won't let you spend your money on what? On the feet of a pauper? Oh, on the pizza party. Oh, Marianne, you're kidding. Can't you talk to him? So a couple things here. I have a couple couple things. things. I have a couple thoughts. I'm interested. Marianne's a Christ-like figure. Marianne is a Christ figure. Right? Cleaning the feet of a pauper. Anointing the feet of the pauper in oil. That's what that is. That's what that is. And Elle just glossed over it. It was a throwaway mention for Elle, but clearly... Marianne is being compared to a Christ-like figure. Marianne is a Christ figure. She's anointing the feet of a pauper. Yep. Oh, God. And that's, you know what? That's what happens in that fucking parable, too, is whoever, somebody, I can't remember, is like, why are you wasting your oil anointing the feet? And Jesus is like, sometimes she's got to do something nice for somebody. I think it was L. I don't remember my Bible all that well. Something like that. But that's what L is doing. L's like, why are we wasting our time on this? I think it was L in the Bible, too. Go back and look. Yeah. (laughs) I could already hear the sounds of like a thousand theologian listeners being like, that's not the thing. I I don't think it was L fanning. (laughs) Um. The, here's the second thing, and the best I can do on Anagram Finder. Okay, yeah, for this is important. Mfawolem spoon mono, which L just glossed over, as you'll note when you hear what she said. Yeah, I'm gonna do something. Can you? Sorry, sorry to put up a roadblock. Mm-hmm. Can you read it again one time, one more time, very slowly? Okay. I'm going to do detect language on Google Translate. Ready? Okay. Go. The first call was from Marianne. She was crying. Mfawolem spumano, she wailed. Mfawolem spumano. Okay, I've texted it to you. Okay, I have a text. I have a text message. Okay. Okay. Jack. Yep. You sent me the actual text from the book. Yep. And I plugged it into translate.google.com and I mm-hmm. had it detect the language. Yeah. It returned a result. <laughs> okay. The language that you sent me is Chichawea. Okay. And I'm not sure what Chichawea is. No, I don't know. And it's it translates into English as brother from. Okay. The that's a ser- that's a, what you sent me was a string of nonsense. Yeah. But it actually is... Okay, now I'm scared. 
a language called Chichawea from Zambia, and it means brother from. Okay. Brother from. Brother, brother from, from another mother? Brother from where? L? And is L the other mother? Well, it gets scarier. I can't imagine how. I can't imagine how. Let me read you a couple of anagrams for this. Flame monsoon. Okay. <laughs> Here's what we know about flame monsoon. It ends in fire. The books end in flame and the mysteries end in a deluge. Floods. Jesus. What was the next one? Poof. Lawman. Summon. Ohm. And that's that one's tricky. It's a fucking scholastic lawyers. And it's a scholastic lawyers. And she's summoning the scholastic lawyers right away. Yeah. And then she's meditating on it. This is what I don't know what it is. Penal woof summon mom. Penile. No, penal. Like like it's uh like of jail. A penis. No, like it's like jail. It's jail. Of no, penal being Forget of it. or I'm moving on from that. From one. the penis. And then this one says mall snowman poof mom. Well, and that's Stacy McGill. It's a snow golem. Go snow golem. And you know what else? This, Tanner, and I will read you this passage, and then I hope we will leave. Really, Christy? A sweater with snowflakes and snowmen on it? You look like a four-year-old. Well, you've got sheep barrettes in your hair, I yelled. You think they're adult? Sheep, Claudia informed me witheringly, are in. Hell yeah. Who cares? Everything's in sometime. First it was frogs. Okay. Then pigs. Now it's sheep. Maybe next week it'll be snowmen. And how do you expect me to keep up with that stuff anyway? I don't have time for it. That's because you and Marianne are too busy playing dolls. So they just, Anne and Elle just kind of decided to get it all out in one go. They're like, in case we weren't being obvious enough for everyone. Yeah. Here it all is, and yeah. pay attention for the next fucking 200 episodes and the next fucking 300 books. We didn't capture the snowmen until fucking hundreds of books later, and we lost that episode. Yeah. Famously. We captured it all. Anne and Elle didn't want us to uncover the truth. Dolls, frogs, pigs, sheep. What a nightmare. Elle, what have you done? Jack, I think what we have done is uncovered a lot of deep and dangerous truths this week. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where we go from here. No. I don't know if we can go anywhere from here. No. We might be done. I don't want to lie in a field again, though. Our journey may be over. Yeah. And it's just going to be a crapshoot. Yeah. Will there be an episode next week? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. And if there is an episode next week, do you know what it's going to be about? No. No. Confidently, no. Well, if I'm still alive, I give you a call next week? Yes. I pray not. I pray not. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Well, maybe. We'll see. Will we record that conversation? I pray, I pray not. not. I pray not. <laughs> for the sake of Baby Nation, for the sake of the Riddle Babies, for the sake of the Super Babies. Yep. For the sake of the baby elite. Mm-hmm. And the Ninja Gaiden. And the uh, Ninja Babies? Yeah. I pray. I pray not. Not. Yeah. I'll see you next week. You want to get the fucking outro right for once in your goddamn life? Now that L has told us the right and proper way to do it? Real babies? No. Eh, wrong. Ear babies. Ear babies. If you get a moment today, tomorrow, 
or in the vast expanse of time? In the vast expanse of time that stretches out in front of us and behind us. Say a prayer for what you did to the Slavius Porpoise. Say a prayer because I can't forgive you. And while you're at it, Mount off the corners in your bedroom, drown your dolls, call your senator, and do demand your right to bear time. Please don't forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip man. Take your dreamers through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra. She talks. I think the boys had just been invented. Had never been invented. <laughs> Is that how it goes? <laughs> Good night. I pray I don't see you next week. <laughs> I pray that as well. Fanning is funny. It's like fanny. That's what you people call vaginas. Okay, and you don't have to whisper it. And that's what we call butts. Yeah. And so in England, fanny pack sounds kind of funny. Because it's like a vagina pack. <laughs> okay. And again, I think whispering it is unnecessary. Yeah. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>